From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MVW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Monday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio today. We will uh, talk about Ole Miss baseball. The Rebels go 4-0 over the course of the week. They are up to number eight nationally in the D1 Baseball Top 25 as they swept a uh, Princeton team that uh, was quite outmanned over the weekend. Uh, not uh, not not the best week weekend for the uh, the Tigers, who are now 0-7 on the season. Ole Miss 14-1. and one. So we'll discuss that. Ole Miss basketball loses its regular season finale at Mississippi State. Played well for about 10 minutes and then uh, got popped by the Bulldogs the, uh, the the rest of the way on Saturday. Also uh, starting to get some sporting event closures due to the coronavirus. Probably discuss that a little bit as uh, as well. And uh, spring football. I discussed that a lot. Okay. We don't want to talk about it a ton today. Spring football beginning in eight days also. Yeah. So uh, that is your uh, setup for the week and the day on the Oxford Exxon podcast. Brought to you today by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. You've got daiquiris, three ninety nine, forty four ounces, maybe if you uh, so wish. A lot of different flavor options there. It's gonna be kind of warm. It's gonna rain a little bit. It's gonna be kind of warm throughout the week here locally. Also, uh, lunch specials four ninety nine, two sides of bread, thirty two ounce drink, ribs wet or dry. Call ahead, they'll wrap them up, have them ready to go for you. And with the Speed Pass Plus app and the Mobile Rewards program, you get great gas prices there with the Oxford Exxon. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are indeed. Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. that number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's that simple. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is up to you. Corey wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy. He proved it to me last week. Yet again, I, I needed my truck serviced. Really did not have time to get to Amory. No big deal. They Doing something in Oxford anyway, picked mine up, took it back, serviced it, rotated the tires, all that stuff, got it back to me, left me with a loaner that I could use during the day if I needed it a little bit, and I did. He'll do that stuff for you as well. 662-257-1900. Call that number. Get a quote. You will, uh, you'll you like where it goes from there. And I guess will join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford, home to the uh, Bluegrass Brunch Begins each Sunday at 1045. Homemade biscuits, chicken and waffles, live bluegrass music, mimosas, Bloody Mary, the whole deal. If you're hanging out this weekend, uh, Ole Miss and LSU baseball. Of course, there will be uh, SEC basketball tournament, Big Ten basketball tournament. All the basketball tournaments will be on. Be a good place to go hang out, have a couple of drinks, have uh, grab a burger, and uh, watch the games while you're uh, waiting for baseball to start or you're enjoying a little libation after a baseball game so all of that at rafters music and food on the square in oxford so uh men's bracket Ole Miss facing georgia in the opening round of the tournament that's the 13 12 game that is the first game on wednesday the nightcap will be vanderbilt and arkansas can i just tell you how happy i am that i think this is the first time in at least five years that i avoided the, the late, late night game. And if Ole Miss wins on, on Wednesday, and I, give them, I give them a coin toss shot. 
I get about two twenty, two thirty on uh, on yeah, Thursday against Florida. Is a good guess, and I can live with that. It's not noon. They will not play a night game the entire tournament. They could win the dang thing and not play a night game. I know. Top half of the bracket all all the way, the way through. through. If they were to win on Thursday, they would play the. Uh, I think they would it, play state at two thirty game again at two thirty on Friday. Yeah, if they won that one, they'd play at noon. Yeah. I mean, I got to tell you, I'm pretty pleased because throughout my 20-something year run of covering this tournament, I have gotten the late-night game an inordinate amount of times. I remember the Twitter hysteria that was deserved when Anthony Edwards committed to Georgia a long time ago. They probably didn't think, hey, in year one year, we're going to play on Wednesday afternoon. That's going to be the time we're going to play in year one season here. Tom Crean, rough, 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 rough go. It's really weird when you watch them. And you look at some of their numbers, and you look at what Edwards gives them, and you look at what Rayshon Hammonds gives them, and you think, why are they not better than they are? Mm-hmm. But they're not. And they got popped by 30 by LSU the other day and just didn't show up. And here's the thing about Edwards. He's in a weird spot. He's got a legitimate shot to be the first pick in the NBA draft. It's a weak draft. This is not the year that you want to have a bunch of lottery picks. He has done, he's begun to do what Trey Young did his year at, at Oklahoma, which is, ah, you know what? I'm good. I'll just shoot from out here. I, I, I'm not driving to the lane. I'm not sacrificing my body right now for Georgia basketball. And I don't blame him because Georgia like Ole Miss. I mean, if, if, if you think Georgia's getting to Sunday, hey, all power to you. You're looking for hun- Put a Hundy spot on it and let's see what happens. <laughs> You've got your red and black glasses thick if you think Georgia's getting to Sunday. Wearing his Dave Bliss jersey going, hey, it's happened before. <laughs> well, it has before. I would argue that you've probably used up your luck. Um, no, Tom Crean's got some soul searching to do. You've got you've got an NBA at a number one, number two, number three pick. A kid like Hammonds who's really good really athletic and who's giving you numbers and you can't win it's the damnedest thing not can't not only can't win you can't win at all yeah previous matchup this year Ole Miss won in Athens actually their first SEC win of the year after having that rough start so uh anyway that's uh that's what's coming from uh from that standpoint Ole Miss State basketball on Saturday I I told Neil I saw I saw the first 10 minutes Ole Miss was playing it was competitive it was close it was whatever back and forth and uh then Reggie Perry got loose, yeah. State took over, and it was basically a bombing from that point. Well, I can't remember the point in the game. It was right around the point that you just discussed. Mississippi State made it a priority to run their offense through Perry. He did things to Sammy Hunter that we're not going to talk about here on this podcast because I'd like our rating to stay family-friendly. It was brutal. Uh, he he abused uh, K.J. Buffin to his credit. Now, look, I, I think Perry is the best player in the league. I think he's going to win player of the year. I think he should win player of the year. They worked their way to the four, four spot, and they've got work to do. I don't know where their net is right now, probably right around 50. But I told you it was an odd look for me for Ole Miss to come in there with no, it was nothing to play for. Missouri had beaten Alabama earlier in the day. The whole they thing were was locked in. The whole thing was set. 
that level of effort or lack thereof to me is inexcusable from a team late in the season in a rivalry game, chance to play spoiler. And you just kind of act like you don't really care that much. Well, you kind of finish on a good note. They've won some basketball games lately. They did. They were playing okay. Yeah. It was, it was fine. I, I've told people. State is right at 50. Right at 50. That's about what I would have thought. I've told people, and look, I don't, what I write and say isn't all that important. I know that. But I do take, and I think you do too, I do take end of the season columns, especially end of a disappointing season column. Really seriously, I give it a lot of thought. Well, like, they 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 influence opinion. They're kind of the final word for a little while. Yeah. It's it, yeah. No, there's a certain legacy to that that you need to take into account as you're writing. A yeah. responsibility yeah. as opposed to just hey, here's like the other day. I I, th- I thought I don't have ten observations from this. Just don't have them. I wrote five and just. I kind of had that the other way yesterday. I was like, "It's they beat Princeton like eighteen to two. What do you mean?" Yeah, I was going to ask you about that in a minute because yeah. we'll get to that in a second. But I started thinking, what do I write on Wednesday or Thursday or at the latest Friday? In my opinion, what do I write about this team? And I'm still thinking about it. There's a lot going through my head. I mean, I've already started kind of jotting down thoughts on where this kind of goes from here because there's this there's. There was a thread on the message board the other day, an upset, emotional fan, probably had, had a couple pops, who said, you know, he's on the hot seat. He's not on the hot seat. He's absolutely not on the hot seat. Then the flip side comes back with, well, you know, boy, this th- th- this happens in year two. And it can. But there were a series of evaluation mistakes on the recruiting trail that have happened that cannot continue to happen. You've got to get more recruiting decisions right. And they missed a bunch. And that's hurt them. Franco Miller can't play at this league. Carlos Curry can't play at this league. I'm not convinced that Antavian Collum can play at this league. I mean, he's not played. He's in the he's in the doghouse and and Kermit's calling it a coach's decision and say, hey, he hadn't really done anything wrong. But this he obviously did something wrong because he's not playing at all. Well, when you have a, a 13-man roster that's already 12 because you're redshirting Sean Robinson, you can't afford that many evaluation mistakes. And for whatever reason, they've been unable to get consistency out of Blake Henson, out of Devontae Shuler. It's been a weird team. And you can't give that just a complete free pass moving forward. You've got to – now, they missed Luis Rodriguez. That injury was critical for them. It hurt them badly. It, it, it eliminated – toughness on that team that they were desperately trying to develop early in the season December early December no he got hurt in November he got November? hurt the, okay. they were in Brooklyn that, Thanksgiving that, that's right yeah, okay yeah he got hurt on that the day of the shoot around the Penn State game, game. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's that's big and and I don't want to minimize it but so I don't know I'm I'm sitting here thinking you know you might have to write this thing as early as Wednesday night and it's I've got like eight different things kind of flowing through my head about how to write it, and I'm trying to take it seriously. So, I don't know. I thought this would be a team that was better than this. They're 15 and 16. Six uh, and 12. Going to be really hard for them to finish 500 or better. They'd have to win twice yeah. in Nashville to get to 500, if my math is correct. And um, that's going to be tough. I mean, I think they'll probably beat Georgia Wednesday night because I just think they're better than Georgia. 
Here's the thing. It's that Georgia Ole Miss game might depend on who wants to win it. And I know that is cliche as hell, but it might really depend on who just wants to win the game. I'll be curious to see how much just kind of pride Ole Miss comes in there with. What's Shuler going to do? He's going to stay. Needs to stay. I told somebody the other day, Devontae's been through a lot. I mean, I'm fortunate. I'm 50 years old, and I haven't lost my father. He's 20, 21, and, and, and there, his father passed away, and there was a lot there. I wrote about some of their family dynamic a year ago. and Yeah. Um, I think what Devontae needs to do is when this week's over, let's go take a couple of weeks away from basketball. Just get away from it. Put a ball down. Don't do any drills. Don't go shoot. Nothing. Get your head clear a little bit, and then come back ready to work. Get better. He used to get better. He's a great kid. I'd like to see him do well. He's. I just don't think he's in a great mental space. Not a lack of effort on his part. He just. I, I think there's a lack of confidence on his part. And man, it's hard to play high level basketball and not believe that you're good. It's that is hard to do. I can't. I, mean, I can't imagine. Looking at the uh, the end of the year stuff, just here quickly from the SEC uh, State twenty and eleven, eleven and seven in the SEC. You know the four seed, Kentucky twenty five and six, fifteen and three with a comeback victory in Gainesville on uh, on Saturday. Florida Oof. just Did you watch that? Pardon my language, piss one away. Did um, you watch it? Yeah, yeah. yeah oh. uh, let's see, Florida it's eleven and seven in the SEC, nineteen and twelve overall, but they're going to get in. Um, I got to tell you, it's going to be weird for Mike White if they don't get out of the first weekend. Really is, yeah. He's he's it's hard to replace Billy Donovan. Expectations are not just hey get in. No, and they see just named the court. Mike needed that win over Carolina a couple years ago. Losing that elite eight game to Frank Martin needed to beat Kentucky the other day up twenty well, points too. with Ashton Hagens not there. Yeah, Hagens, that's a weird deal. By that's the way. a weird deal. Got a little going on there. It's, it's a weird, weird. Not the best. Uh, yeah, not the best week for the SEC going into this thing. Auburn twelve and six, twenty five and six. Tennessee seventeen and fourteen, nine and nine. Auburn routing Tennessee in Knoxville on Saturday to close the regular season. Vanderbilt two game winning streak to end the regular season. Played really hard. Uh, Commodores eighty three seventy four over South Carolina in Nashville on uh, on Saturday. South Carolina ten and eight in the SEC, eighteen and thirteen overall. Still a pretty good coaching job by Frank Martin this season. It is that I got got to give some credit to Vanderbilt here. Yeah. I've watched I watched that game Saturday. I'm embarrassed to admit that I watched it, but I did. It was on and I kind of watched it. A team that had every reason in the world to just go, "Hey, we're getting out of here, man. It's almost spring break." Yeah. They played really hard. Tons of effort. Yeah, tip your hat to that. Seriously. Got popped in Oxford and then played pretty good the last week. Well, ruined two two seasons. Yeah. I mean, just took all chances away, done. Oh, and Alabama I told you, remember I told you yeah. that was easy money. I, I didn't do it because I just refused to bet on college sports because it's a terrible look, but I should have. Missouri minus, I think it was two and a half points, was the free bet of the college basketball season. 69-50, Missouri over Alabama. Missouri 7-11 in the SEC, 15-16 overall. Alabama 16-15, 8-10 in the SEC. LSU beats Georgia up 94-64. LSU 21-10, 12-6. And then, uh, man, Buzz Williams, 
A&M beats Arkansas to close the regular season, 77-69. A&M found a way to finish 10-8 and in the SEC. Arkansas 7-11 in the SEC. Yeah, and Buzz Williams did kind of a self-righteous seven-and-a-half-minute Oh, what do you do? Uh, it's, it's a really long, complicated answer at different parts. I was like, that's interesting. And at parts, I was like, why are you taking that shot? It was just – Who's he shooting at? He took a couple of sh- subtle shots at media. For what? I don't really know. Made sure that he made sure that they knew that he didn't ever read their work. Which means you read their work. Which means that you're reading their work or yeah. people are telling you what they wrote. It's on your mind, bud. But he did talk about how – People come up to him all the time and are like, man, I can't wait till you get your guys in here. Think about what we'll do. And he that what an insult that is to the kids that he has now and how hard they worked and bought in and all that. And I get it and whatever, but you know, they they, they brought you in, man, because the other guy didn't win. Yeah. It's one of the things I really like about Lane Kiffin, the more we've gotten a chance to kind of talk to him. He acknowledges, hey, you know, we're here because the other guys got fired. And you usually don't get fired unless it's not going well. I mean, 99 times out of 100, a football coach gets fired. Why? Because he's not winning. It's not because of APR. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, it's a scandal. But usually, it's you're not winning. But he's done a hell of a job at Texas A&M. I mean, they're 10-8 and eight in the league. They've gotten off to a better start. We sat here right on this Potato Log podcast and said, yeah, they might go 4 and 14, whatever their numbers were, I forget. What everybody thought. I don't feel too I don't feel too terribly bad about that. We have lots of company in that doghouse. Yeah. 10 and 8. 10 and 8. So, well, I watched that too. I got on the Peloton and watched A&M and Arkansas in a game that Arkansas probably desperately needed just to even have a pulse. And Arkansas played okay, and A&M just absolutely – Yeah, look. They were relentless. 20 and 20 anymore, but Arkansas wins that game. They're 20 and 11 and probably have a net of 44. They, I mean – They'd have an outside shot. Yeah. And now – They go to Nashville with, with, like you said, a pulse. Just flatline now. Peace. Well, now literally, there are three teams that feel great about where they are getting into the tournament. Yeah. Kentucky, the Hagans thing notwithstanding – Auburn's got to feel pretty good. Uh, and Florida's in. And LSU's in, and they, they got to feel pretty good. And Florida's in, but that's a weird deal. I think State's got to win a game. Auburn, Florida, and LSU are back-to-back-to-back in the net at 27, 28, 29. Yeah, they're all in. I think State's got to probably win a game. And then everybody after that, literally everybody, Tennessee, Arkansas, South Carolina, everybody, you got to win the tournament. Yeah, South Carolina's net 67. Tennessee, 63. Alabama, 53. Yeah. Bama's the one that just oh. – it was there. It was done. Just they, just win enough. Just give them a reason to get you in. They wet the bed. Yeah. Just – I got to be honest. I'd rather have – if I'm a fan, I'd rather have the Ole Miss season than, than the, the Bama Alabama season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you think – Except it is a Could have, should have, would have. Yeah. And you go, okay. You – eh, eh, eh. Mm, eh. Okay. Eh. Blew some chances, man. But that's a different feel than if that guy's in year four and he's blowing those games. And he's blowing those games in year four. He's fired. Yeah. I mean, you can convince yourself of some optimism. But you had Vandy at home and at Missouri to finish the season. And if you win them both, you're probably okay. I think you're in. You lose them both. Mm. Yeah, Bama would have been 10-8 and eight in the league, 18-13. and 13. 
which is not great, but their net would have been mid forties at least, maybe they even a little higher. Probably than that. need one win. Yeah. But they'd have a path to the tournament. Mm-hmm. They don't now. Yeah. They got to win four games in four days. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. Underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you can look at underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing. And with that, a float down option. Good time to potentially use that as you can lock in the current rate. But if rates go down before you close, you get that lower rate. Good time to uh, give Jason a call, 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. With Double Decker just around the corner, Blue Delta Jeans is excited to announce that Saturday, April the 25th, the South 11th Alley will be closed to traffic for the day for the first ever Blues Alley with live music from 1030 until 4 by Joe Austin and the Tallahatchies and Jake and the Pearl Street Jumpers. It's be a great place to escape the madness of the square, enjoy a drink from the Lyric Bar, and talk with the folks at Blue Delta about your next pair of Blue Delta jeans. The Blue Delta studio will be open all double-decker weekend, including Sunday morning, but the best way to skip the line is to set up your private fitting by emailing info at bluedeltajeans.com or sliding into the DMs at Blue Delta Jeans. We're also brought to you by the Iron Horse Grill with live music, Four times per week, it's the perfect place to enjoy lunch, dinner, or Sunday brunch. It, they also are the uh, one of the largest beverage caterers in Mississippi. They can service the entire state. Call Sarah Black at 601-398-0151 for your catering needs. Knock that off your worry list and let the Iron Horse Grill make your event one that is memorable forever. They're located at 320 East Pearl Street in Jackson. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen and Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth and let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. Podcast is brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Go to the events page. See everything going on locally this week. The historic double-decker bus tours are back every Friday, 4 to 5 o'clock. Also full even athletic schedules. you got Magic in the Middle Ages still going on at Bryan Hall through March the 20th. The uh, St. Paddy's Day Pub Crawl is Saturday. 10th annual version of that, 3 to 10 p.m. You can find out more details there on the events page. And uh, again, where to stay, where to eat, what to do and see, or stop by their location right there off the square on Jackson Avenue. They have uh, welcome bags. It can give you more opportunities for things you're maybe not aware of in town. That's visitoxfordms.com slash events. So again, Ole Miss, 14th straight win. They um, <clears throat> go 4-0 on the week. They beat Memphis up on Tuesday and then sweep a Princeton team that just hasn't played and frankly wasn't very good. Um, scoring 47 runs over the course of the three-game set. That ties the school record for the most ever in a three-game set uh, when Ole Miss beat Purdue three times in 2005. Um, and actually a little more runs per inning this time because they only played seven yesterday. A 10-run rule was in fact on travel day. Um, we had, Merciful for everyone yeah, involved. Yeah, it was like, okay, let's get out of here. So we were told that was this tied the longest winning streak in school history. Um, Ole Miss superfan Tim Clymer says the record is 17. In the 1960 season, he knows because his dad was the starting pitcher on the uh, the 18th game that they lost. Oh, um, well. So I'll take Tim's word for uh, for for that. So a couple of ways still pretty good. Uh, 
if they get to the record and they sweep LSU, they'll be cooking with gas here, yeah, uh, that's here, for sure. here, here in a few days. So league play beginning. Ole Miss uh, has not lost since opening day. Still hitting the hell out of the baseball, hitting it out of the ballpark. They hit 10 home runs over the weekend. They hit five on Friday, one on Saturday, and four on Sunday. And they can do innings. that throughout league play. They're, they're, they're in good shape. Yeah, you, the, the, the bloop and the blast will play. Um, maybe the bigger deal. So last year – Ole Miss had all five starting, or all, sorry, all, all three starting pitchers on weekends go at least five innings only twice, meaning like all weekend twice, right, Friday, right. Saturday, Sunday, five innings. It's happened all four weekends to this point. Um, starting pitching on the weekend, they've gone five innings all twelve games. That's uh that's huge. That's a huge sign for Gunnar Hoagland's improvement. For you, you kind of expect that in a Casey, but. For Derek Diamond as a freshman to hang in there, get get beat around a little bit, but save it. I, I think poison mentally, he's shown so much because you see Sunday starters in general, frankly, but especially freshmen, give it back-to-back home runs. You walk a dude, and then they hit one in the gap, and it kind of spirals on Sunday. Yeah. That's what turns Sundays weird. Sure. And he hasn't allowed that. He's he's kind of gotten back into it, found a way to get out of innings, and then, and then the bigger deal – Get that shutdown inning, the next inning. To, okay, it's, we're calm now. Let's move on. We're just playing yeah. baseball. So, yeah, a lot of good signs. I mean, I don't. They have some issues, as most teams do, but it's it's going all right right now. Hard to hard to complain at much. Well, really, in the league, the only team that may have no issue is Florida. Florida's the best team in the country right now. Yeah, I, I wanted all their stock in the preseason, and I feel very confident in that prediction. They are they are they are very talented. But if fifteen games into a season, your one thing is, hey, we might be a one bullpen arm short. They're probably a bullpen arm short, but there's some hope in some spots. Um, but if your starting pitchers can go deep into games, that you you can mask that. Yeah, they Hoagland, I think, can manage his pitch count a little better. I think Nikhazy's always going to be kind of a high pitch count guy. It just is what it is. I I don't see him getting into the eighth a ton. Right. I think he's going to give you six to seven pretty much. He's pretty such much a grinder. Weekly. Yeah, just I mean, he gets more swing and miss than you'd expect, and yeah. you know, but. They have the ability to kind of foul some balls off. It just it just sort of runs up on him a little bit. So yeah, that's that, that that's one thing that does happen. Uh, you were going to ask me something a minute ago. I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah, yeah. So can it be? There's there, people love to put make things black and white. Okay. You know what I mean? Sure. Can it be possible that Princeton's horrible and yet you're still improving at the same time? Can it be both things? Well, it is both things because you did to them what you should do to them, giving a yeah. top 10 team playing a Ivy League school that's not very good. I mean, I looked it up. Princeton's picked next to last in the Ivy um, ahead of Cornell. Penn State routed them twice and then beat them twice the first weekend. But you're looking at a team that, A, is, of course, not as talented as you are, right. um, hasn't played much, and have, probably hasn't even been outside much. I mean, yeah. you, Princeton was at a severe disadvantage coming in this sure. weekend. There was – the result was predictable. I mean, I was, I was talking to Nick Suss about it yesterday, and I said, if these two teams played 20 times, could Princeton win two? And it was like, no. No. no they, they, they couldn't. I'll go further. I think they could play 100 times. Yeah. And, and Princeton not might two. not win two. Yeah. So, it just it, – that, that was what it was. Um, But, no, Ole Miss still executed. They still – they didn't walk a ton of people. They, they The things that – no matter who the opponent is, yeah. Yeah. you do well. They did those well. I mean, Ole Miss played really good baseball all, all, all weekend. He so, seems yeah. to be settling into a lineup a little bit. He likes Hayden Leatherwood out there. They moved Justin Bench to center. Um, I said Bench still reached base in every game this season. Got his first double. Got his first home run over the weekend. Um, you know, everybody's making a huge deal of the home runs. And I'll look up and make sure they are leading the nation, but I'm pretty sure they are. Um, 
are they going to hit 150, 200 home runs this season? No, they're not. I mean, it just is what it is. But here's what they do. Will That's what they will do. They have the ability to run the ball out of the yard one through nine. And that's something that hasn't been the case at Ole Miss over the years every season. And that's that's a huge deal because any inning can turn into a two-run inning with one sure. with a walk and a hit, and here we sure. go. And you're, so that's what I like about this team is that to this point, I forget how many players it is. It's like seven, eight, or nine guys that already have multiple home runs that they, they can run it out. Um, it was a really good day, really good weekend for their batting average. Um, but, again, whatever. But still kind yeah. of early for that. But they do have seven regulars hitting of 300 now. Whereas they only had four guys hitting better than two fifty six coming into the weekend. I'm interested to see the weekend. I mean, they've they've done really everything so far going into the two games in Monroe. They've done everything so far that, that you can possibly do in uh, non league play. We start to find out. I yeah. mean, it'll be really interesting to see what the weekend looks like. The NCAA has not updated their uh, their statistical website to this point. But Ole Miss has 30, 30 or thirty one home runs this season. I'm not. They sure might have shut number. down because of coronavirus. The website? Just, just don't the whole up, thing. Don't just update batting averages. Nothing. Shut down the NCAA. Yeah, they have 31. Um, um, homers. Yeah, 31 games. homers through. So through two homers a game. I'll take that. You know, be curious to see what they do. What's LSU look like? They've been okay. I mean, you know, um, they're going to face the test on Friday with Cole Henry. LSU ranked 19th right now. LSU is 11-5 and five in the SEC. They took two out of three from an Indiana team that Ole Miss beat that one Sunday. They won Friday and Saturday and lost on Sunday. They have two stupid midweek – or sorry, not midweeks. They have two bad losses. However, they lost to Nichols on a Wednesday 4-2, to two, and they lost a Friday game to Eastern Kentucky 2 to nothing. Yeah, I saw that. Um, since then, they went oh and 1-2 and in Texas. They beat Texas 4-3, to three, lost to Baylor 6-4, and then Oklahoma no-hit them 1-0. to nothing. Um, So, offense has been a little weird. They got healthy over the weekend, but you can take really nothing from that. They swept UMass Lowell 11-2, 12-2, 6-4, and they play South Alabama on uh, on Wednesday prior to headed to, uh, to to Oxford. South Alabama got one out of three, I think, in Fayetteville. They did. The they Friday had a lead game. and probably had a chance to get two or three. And Yeah. yeah but Arkansas, Arkansas hit a walk-off yesterday. Herstad hit a walk-off, and they uh, they did salvage the series. Um. I wouldn't pitch to him with a game on the line unless the bases were loaded. <laughs> Literally, I'd walk him. I don't care who's next. Yeah, you're you're take your base. <laughs> uh, let's see. Just look ahead. We'll talk about this much later in the week. We'll get somebody on, maybe Mike Rooney, um, on the podcast. But your 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 week one schedule got some pretty interesting stuff, especially on Friday nights here uh, in Gainesville on. Um, on Friday, Georgia at Florida to open up league play. That's number one versus number three. Emerson Hancock against Tommy Mace. There will be a couple scouts you think? In, in, in attendance for uh, for yeah. for that one. And then Florida's next home series is against A and M. So you get Asa Lacey against um against Mace. So a few uh, radar guns at those games. A few radar guns. Texas A and M is at Auburn. So that's Asa Lacey against Tanner Burns on the on the plains on Friday. Kentucky poor guys are at Vanderbilt to open league play. Although Vanderbilt right now can't hit, they they went one and two over the weekend. They're uh, they're Who pitching, they but they're struggling. They were out in L.A. They lost to UCLA, lost to USC, and then beat TCU yesterday. Gotcha. So uh, they were they were out there. They played a tremendously difficult schedule. Um, Missouri at Alabama, whatever. But look, in all seriousness, Alabama does finally lose a game. Lipscomb beat them one of three over the weekend. 
Bama did exactly what they had to do against that bad schedule to have a chance. Yeah. So now you get Missouri the first weekend, win a series sure. at least. See what happens. Their last five series of the year are terrible. They play really good teams, and they're going to struggle. But if you could get that 15 mark, just be in it, sort of. Yeah. It's a big deal for for Brad Bohannon. Um, important series for both these teams, considering one scuffling and one has lost their Friday night arm. Arkansas is in Starkville on Friday, Arkansas-Mississippi State. And then uh, Tennessee at South Carolina. It's a chance for Tennessee to get off to a good start, potentially. South Carolina has to have it if they're going to get off to Mudge. And then LSU at Ole Miss. So those are your uh, your week one series this uh, this weekend. Are all those Friday through Sunday, or some of them start on Thursday? I think they're all Friday to Sunday, but I'm not sure. Because there's probably not much TV right now with the SEC tournament going on. Yeah, I wouldn't think you'd want to run up. Actually, I take that back. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Never mind. Yeah, that's it, looks like. That appears to uh, to, to be it. Today's the ninth, so it'd be the the twelfth. Twelfth would be Thursday. Yeah, no, I'm on the twelfth, and nothing's popping up until the nineteenth. Ole Miss at A and M is actually the first um, Thursday night game. Yeah, gotcha. Makes sense. You wouldn't want to go up against the SEC basketball tournament this weekend. That would be sort of foolish. Mm-hmm. You'd either not get ratings, or you would take ratings away from the basketball tournament. One or the other. So, anyway. So, ULM tomorrow and Wednesday? Uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, Mike, just the two newsworthy things. Mike said Austin Miller will pitch tomorrow. He had that side discomfort over the weekend. Could have pitched yesterday. Said they definitely need to get him an inning on Tuesday, and then they will catch Knox LaPasser, one of the games in the midweek, for uh, to get him some work. Give Dunhurst a, uh, a day off. Dunhurst has caught 14 of the first 15 games this season, other than LaPasser catching against Alcorn State. So Don't uh, want him to lose his confidence. Who's that? Um, Dunhurst. Dunhurst. <laughs> Don't want to give him a day off, Ken. Well, I mean, no. I mean, just in Monroe, you can lose your confidence down there. It, it's it's tough. Where seasons go to die. ULM. Okay. Hey, they, they put a good put a good season up though. They're, they're playing well. Oh it's yeah. A scary spot for Ole Miss, really, on on this Tuesday and Wednesday in Monroe. Well, they're getting so close to final exams, though. Got it's study time. Trying to think of anything else, but it's just—I mean, again. Now we're getting the league play. We'll find out what find out what they are, what they aren't, all that kind of stuff. They appear to be a good team. They appear to be a potentially really good team, but you don't ever know until and this applies to everyone. You don't know until they start playing league games. Then you find out they're not who I have the most question marks about it in the in the SEC. I have or SEC West. I mean, they're going to be good, but it's relative. I have I have some question marks about. Arkansas, yeah. LSU, and State. Yeah, Arkansas is having a really hard time replacing a Friday starter. Yeah, Isaiah Campbell is not the easiest guy to just replace. Um, JT Ginn's out for State. That's a big deal. LSU doesn't look like LSU just yet. I don't know about Auburn and A&M and then Alabama we've talked about a little bit. Yeah, We'll see. There's no... I mean, we're going to find out. That's the great part about league plays. It's 30 games. And you're going to get all those Friday night arms and – you're going to get those crazy Sunday games that that the uh, the good teams find a way to win, and uh, we'll start to find out. It ought to be jam packed this weekend, unless I'd assume students come back on Saturday. So starting Saturday, it's good. Yeah. I, I would think Friday night's a little light, but nothing nothing crazy um, to uh, to this point. 
Tim Oko with a huge week, too. I will, I will point this out. Elko is the guy that if he will hit like this, it changes their lineup drastically. It's another bat. It's another potentially middle-of-the-order kind of premium bat in there. So with what Tyler Keenan's doing right now um, and what Elko is is giving you as well, as well as Servideo there at the top, it's it's a, it's a pretty substantial. And with, with Bench playing well, it gives you a guy that at least can kind of move the ball a little bit. Not everything is so extra base dependent. Um, they do need some guys in the lineup that can run and kind of just play baseball a little bit other than waiting on the home run. So the lineup is starting to take shape. I think there's several things there that make a lot of sense. Um, curious to see how much he even devi- deviates from it right now. I-, I think in some ways he wants to get these guys as many as bats as possible in these roles yeah. and then and then move on with it. I don't the, – the time for mass outfield substitution is probably done for the most part. Maybe yeah. one day this midweek. But even then, I think going into the weekend, just play the guys. And, and see what it looks like. So, Randall Boyd wants to know, could you swap one game at ULM for a water ski match? You'd lose. I mean, you would lose the water ski match. Given, given, given a WOA. It's a water ski Did you say you've power. seen one of those? Yeah. You've seen one of the matches? I've seen them b- parts of it, yeah. Yeah. Well, I like, go to it. Is there specta- are there spectators? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's right there on the bayou. You can watch them. It's like you set up your lawn chairs on the beach or whatever. I don't know about lawn chairs and stuff. But you what can, do you do? I don't know. I just remember seeing it. There's a ski jump. There's a giant jump thing, is which slalom? is pretty cool. I don't know. I don't remember. So is it ski jumping? It's not water skiing? There's both. It's Ski jumping is part of water so skiing. Like, it's kind of like snow skiing, the different competitions. You yeah, have. I think so. I mean, it's not my thing, but yeah. The ski jump thing's pretty cool. I wouldn't want to do it. If we say good's good. Whatever it is, good's good. So I get it. I'm all in. Um, Sammy brings up a pretty good point. What's that? Right now, with all the scare stuff out there, with Ole Miss looking like a team that maybe this wouldn't be the worst time to, like if you were to book a Southwest flight to Omaha. Just go ahead and book and see what happens. You change. You save some money on your flight, and if they don't go, you use the credit down the road as long as you use it in a year. That's how that works. Okay. I mean, so what do you think? We've talked. That's that's literally all we can get out of the Princeton series. We're gonna we're gonna have a lot to talk about in a week, but yeah, sure. They they played Princeton, whipped them, and they look good. Sure. So here's the question this weekend. Does attendance start to get impacted by this coronavirus? The scare of it all. Not here. Um, I, 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 maybe you, you can feel free to disagree. People in the live stream can feel free to disagree. I don't feel like locally we have changed our situations to any great extent at all. I, I feel like no one is, is restricting behavior right now, given the virus, right? Locally. To my knowledge. Yeah, I don't – as far as I'm aware, nothing's like, oh, well, you better whatever. I mean, no, I think everybody's moving about pretty freely. It's funny. I, Blake sent me the, the stuff about Blue Delta and, and uh, Double Decker mentally shot today. Uh, and you do kind of wonder, what will it look like end of April? I mean, here we are. It's March the 9th. I mean, if, if we continue on this – path this and i'm not saying the media is wrong i don't know if we continue on this media path of borderline hysteria and the markets 
Like the market today is just that. I don't even want, I'm, I'm not even going to look at it. But if we stay on this path for another six weeks like this, what will that look like? Saw a picture of a, a flight, and admittedly it was to Rome, but it was New York to Rome. Man, it was like it's one of those huge jets. Yeah, yeah. It was like two people in the plane. Talk about that in a minute. I got one thing else I want to hit as well. The uh, the rights deals are starting to finally move a little bit that we've been talking about. I think you, not worried about the sport, not worried about the total amount, but I think we can talk about the percentages in a second. So we'll okay. uh, we'll, we'll do that. Before we do that, I'll tell you about Tyson Drugs and G and M Pharmacy with G and M. They deliver local in the Oxford area to your home or workplace. They offer MedSync to uh, fill your prescriptions same day every month to make it easy on you. And Right Way Meds will individualize or sorry individually package those doses to make sure you have what you need when you need it. That also happens with Tyson Drugs on the Square in Holly Springs, 662-236-2222 for G&M. If you're looking to give your employees or clients something beyond the typical koozie or you need awesome marketing swag for your client or potential customer, Dead Soxy has you covered with custom socks. What better way to personalize your company swag than to create a product People will use time and again. Visit deadsoxy.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, click the custom socks button, and uh, let them hold your hand through the entire process. Don't worry about not having design skills. Just share your vision with the design team, and they'll get to work putting your vision into action. Dead Soxy will create a complimentary digital mock-up of your design before any orders are placed. So it's time to get customized and go custom with your friends at Dead Soxy. We're also brought to you by Nest and Wild. Sleep better with a Nest and Wild mattress. It's a Mississippi-based mattress company making a high-quality mattress delivered right to your door. Sleep, uh, I'm sorry, Nest and Wild makes buying a new mattress easy. Every Nest and Wild mattress is one foot thick, giving you comfort and support that will last. A lot of online brands sell an 8-inch or 10-inch mattress with less support and durability. Not Nest and Wild. From the twin size to the California King, every Nest and Wild is one foot thick, 100% American-made, and the pricing is fantastic. We'll make it even better by when you go to nestandwild.com at checkout, enter the promo code REBEL20. That's REBEL20. You get 20% off your purchase. It's a no-risk decision. Nest and Wild believes in their product so much, they're offering a 99-night trial on every mattress. So try it out. Sleep on it for 99 nights. And if you don't like it, you can return it. It's going to arrive at your door in three to five days. Again, nestandwild.com. Enter promo code Rebel 20. And we're brought to you by Pinnacle Trust. They're based in Madison, Mississippi, but they've got clients in multiple states, advisors in several states as well. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. They treat investing like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. So regardless of your level of wealth, Pinnacle Trust will sit down with you, Listen to your goals, study your expenses, and put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan built just for you. It's pintrust.com, P-I-N-N trust.com. Mention you heard about Pinnacle Trust on the podcast. You get 10% off your first year's fee. Podcast is brought to you by In-House, Interior, and Design. They handle every aspect of designing the home from windows, doors, paint, wallpaper, lights, fixtures, lamps, flooring, and more. They travel anywhere, in-state or out-of-state. They have 30 years combined experience with Nikki and Ashley, and you can find them at 662-681-6241 in Tupelo on Main Street or in Booth 34 inside Sugar Magnolia in Oxford. You see dorm uh, options there, and they're doing a 20% off dorm room design appointments right now. Also 20% off if you'd like to uh, maybe get a a little bigger uh, design project in your home. 
give that as a gift. Maybe it comes with a new client gift already. They have contractors ready and willing to uh, help you out. Again, uh, that is 662-681-6241. So PGA Tour yesterday is the uh, the first of the major sports, not to say professional because SEC is about to do it too, to um, – get their new rights deals with all the stuff going on, more money, more money for everybody, all the numbers going up. Their deal's worth a little more than $700 million per year, but again, that's really irrelevant because everybody has their own whatever. Here's what's interesting, though. 60 to 70% more than the last deal. Um, so oh. uh, a little more than half to a little bit more than that. Um, this, their deal is running through 2022 to 2030. This probably gives you some timeline on what most people are going to do as well as far as uh, – as far as the length of these new contracts. So um, we're talking nine, 10 years for the most part. And uh, yeah, six, 60 to 70% more for the PGA Tour. The PGA Tour, this is with CBS and NBC for uh, them, as well as some ESPN naming, I mean, uh, streaming rights and different things. But um, $700 million per year for uh, for the PGA Tour. But everybody's coming open here soon. So um, that's just the first domino to fall in this uh, in this, in this deal. More money. So, uh, let's see. Just give me some ideas of money here real quick. Major League Baseball has three current deals in place with ESPN, Turner, and Fox. Those right now are worth $700 million annually, $325 million annually, and $525 million annually for, uh, for those three. Those expire in 2021, so one year left on those contracts. And then the NFL, just talk about being a beast. Their uh, their deals currently annually are worth 1.9 billion, 1 billion, 1.22 billion, 550 million, and 1.06 billion. Wow. Um, those all expire in 2022. Other than the uh, ESPN NFL deal, and that expires in 2021. The NFL labor deal is fascinating. That vote's coming up here soon, and no one really knows what's going to happen. Major League Baseball is about a year away from their labor agreement expiring right about the same time that their TV rights expire. Baseball's in a weird spot, man. They got about 12 to 15 months to fix some things, or they run the risk of really getting hurt. I don't think they can afford some work stoppage. I think they, they have some work stoppage or something for any length of time. I don't know that they'll even come back. I mean, I, I'm, I'm being a little hyperbolic. They'll obviously come back, but I just you, you lose an audience for three or four months. I don't know that you get it back right now. There's things there to fill the voids. No, we do have some soccer fans. Uh, the MLS contracts go up in 2022. Right now, those are worth 75 million and 15 million. And then uh, the World Cup is uh, up in 2022, and that's 59 million and 75 million for uh, for those two. So I think both of those will go up to some degree. Yeah, I do too. I, I think no, I mean I think. Not every single contract, but I do think that 70 to 60, 70% is very substantial as far as what yeah. most people can kind of expect. Yeah. Especially with ESPN trying to go much more in on NFL right now, um, arguably, and just having some different suitors. I mean, we know Netflix is going to try to get the package. Um, some different people like that are just trying to find, kind of find their niche and find their uh, their deal. Um, that's, we, where, that's where I've, I've heard MLS is going to get interesting is that some of those streaming uh, things are curious to test some stuff. And MLS would be a perfect testing ground. Mm -hmm. So we talked a little bit about uh, potential what we see here. We talked about Johns Hopkins, uh, the D3 tournament there, getting fanless last week. 
Um, the first really major sporting event, however, though, because in the tennis community, it's a big deal. Indian Wells canceled um, yep. as far as one of a, a – That's in a, California, yeah, right? pretty major tennis event every single season for uh, for professional tennis. It has, been, uh, it has been canceled. Stanford and Washington have both gone to online classes only from a college standpoint. Yeah. For the rest of at least the term, I think they're on quarters instead of semesters, but either way, six weeks or something like that. I think one of Campbell's friends from high school goes to UW. Okay. And she was coming home. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I saw Washington or Stanford one was going through the rest of the winter quarter, whatever that whatever that entails. Um, that was after one person had either come in contact with it or had it through a hospital associated with them, and then maybe the other one was a faculty member. If I have that, if I have that correct. I don't want to misstate this because I hate to be wrong. We got something from the University of Arkansas that just basically said they had begun to put provisional plans in place in the event that they had to finish the semester online. Things that you can't imagine. It's just March the 9th. There's two months left in the semester. Predictions. NCAA basketball tournament. How's it going to be affected? I think they move sites. They well, play it with the, fans. But Chase, but here's sites. the thing. I mean, I agree with you, right? But right now, the the, the turn today is Monday. One week from today, teams are going to be preparing to fly the next day. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They still, as of this moment, they have they have tournaments scheduled in uh, a regional, I should say, scheduled in Spokane, Washington, in Sacramento, California, in Albany, New York, all places that. The local governments have declared states of emergency. Are you really going to put all the things that it takes to play one of these tournaments? Eight teams and uh, fans and media, and you have to have security and police and blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? You have to, it's an event. Are you really doing that? But if you're not if you're not going to play in Spokane and you're going to play in, I don't know, pick a city, any city, go Des Moines. For Des Moines. Kind of got to work that out here pretty soon, don't you? Players have to have a place to stay. There has been a very large disconnect between the NCAA and television networks on how long it takes to change these things. I know we're shocked by that, that the NCAA doesn't fully get it. Because you got teams, TV, media, coaches, they all have to have Places yeah, I, to I, sleep. I, I, I'm not violating anything here. I was told at one point the NCAA told somebody that they could that they they could give them 36 hours notice, and they got laughed at and said, "Oh, come on, yeah, it won't work." Presumably, everyone's going to want to eat. They're going to have to line up buses and all the things that you have to do when you carry a basketball program on the road. Before you even talk about fans, and are you prepared for you know? I anticipate crowds will be down. What I think. I well, think, no, I agree with that. I think what we're about to see is the beginning of some of the, and I don't want to use the word hysteria because maybe it's not his, maybe it's not hysterical. Maybe it's, maybe this is very real. Maybe maybe people like you and me who have kind of been downplaying it are going to be proven very wrong. I don't know, but I think the fear is starting to set in. I'm saying that. What I don't like about the current setup is not that am I, am I underplaying or overplaying. I, I don't know. I'm, it takes a lot to get me worked up on these things. And now that's that's simply my personality. I mean, I tornadoes are coming. I'm not the first person to go get into the storm shelter. I'm just not. I, it, 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 I have to kind of be proven it a little bit. It's just my personality. It's just the way it is. Um, it drives people crazy. I understand that. So I'm not going to go on the on the more cautious end of this thing. 
my point being, I do feel like media, hell, us to an extent, anyone that is associated with this in any way, media, medical professionals, they have a responsibility to put sure. the correct measure on this. And sure. that's what I worry about is I don't feel like we're, I don't feel like whether we are or are not overplaying or underplaying, people are not taking that responsibility seriously enough, in my opinion. Well, the media, there is no doubt about what I'm about to say. Yeah. The national media has turned this into a political football. In much the same way that some of the politicians involved on both sides have turned this into a political football. And man, when the media becomes a vehicle for that, a vehicle for just propaganda, one way or the other, it's kind of dangerous. And my brother works for the Hartford. They've shut down travel. Told him don't don't travel anymore. Work from your home office. I mean, he flies all the time: Kansas City, St. Louis, Chicago, um, all of those kinds of places. Goes to Cal- Los Angeles, goes to California. Told him shut it down. I'm not saying people don't have the virus. That's not my point. Um, we don't have enough information yet on exactly, at least that I'm aware of, and I've, I've tried to stay pretty much pretty pretty up on it. I don't feel like we have enough information on exactly what we're looking at yet either way. Um, because there's a difference in, hey, a lot of people are getting sick and a lot of people are passing this on and then dying. Right. There's a difference. Of course. And I... I don't know. Um, I don't either. You know, so I understand the precautions. I really do. But I mean, to this point, how many how many deaths in the U.S. have been attributed to coronavirus? I don't know. I'm not sure. It's not zero, but it's not a percentage number either. Right. Obviously. Um. I guess this is my question. The incubation period worries me, and that's what most you know, people said. Yeah, if I catch coronavirus, if you catch coronavirus, we're, we're, we're probably not dying. But do we infect an elderly person or a child that does have right. a, a, a difficult immune system and, and potentially is put into a, into a fatal situation? That's the question here, and I understand that. I guess what I don't know, and maybe I'm asking as much as I'm, I'm making this statement out, if we never knew flu existed, ever, and I, I'm not necessarily up on the one-to-one comparison here, but let's say flu was never a thing, and yeah. all of a sudden flu became a thing. Would we freak out just like this? We're just so used to flu and how to manage it. And flu kills thousands of people a year. Does that make sense? Yes. So because it's new, is it similar or is it no? Is it a bigger deal? Because, you know, we don't have a vaccine yet. Things I, I don't know. Those are just the questions that pop into my head as I'm going through all this. I don't know what the fatality rate, the mortality rate on flu is. I don't know that we have a complete number on what this is. I know it's higher than the flu. Uh, Flu's signi- at 1% or just below, right? And, and this is 2 to 3%? I, I think. But we're still sort of in that sample size issue from a polling standpoint. Which sure. Is. I'm curious to see what the crowds look like this weekend in, in Nashville. Who shows up? There's There's documented... At least one documented case there, maybe two. There's a documented case in Memphis now. Um, I think there's a case down on the coast in Biloxi. I could be wrong, but I thought I read that. I, I don't know. It's like, uh, you know, Caroline's at Disney World today. 
and we talked about it. Laura and I did. You know, do we? What do we do? I'm like, you, get, you, get, you let her go. Hey, be smart. Try to keep your hands out of your mouth. Don't think you can just stop living. Do you think? Man, again, we're just guessing here. Think throughout the next ten weeks, SEC baseball series are impacted or canceled. My guess today is yes. Do you? Yeah. Oh, there's a couple of weekends that we've got coming up. We just talked about one, Double Decker, Grove Bowl. I know the plan right now is, hey, let's open this bad boy up and put 40,000 people involved Hemingway and celebrate a return to something. I don't know. If we continue like this for five more weeks, I wouldn't be surprised if that plan has to change. Okay, and then another question, and I'm, I'm again, I'm asking because I don't know the answer here. We're canceling all these things. We're restricting. We're quarantining. I, I, I get it. Not This is not a criticism for the people that think it's a really huge deal. How long are we doing this? I don't know. I mean, is this literally a year? I mean, like, what, are, what, 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 is, what, is, the, what is the plan on when things can revert back to normal in any way, I guess is my question. I don't know. Jay and I talked about this on G-Pitch yesterday a little bit. It's up, by the way, on... Um, RebelGrove.com. It's out. I tweeted it out. It's where you get your podcast. Um, like Ole Miss opens the football season September the, I don't know, the fifth, maybe fourth, third, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't sure. know. Um, in Houston, that's an indoor stadium. You can let sixty thousand people or fifty-five thousand people or whatever number you want to use congregate in an enclosed environment. As a fan, are you going to go? You don't know who you're going to be sitting by. Got my gym the other day coughing and coughing and coughing, and he blew stuff on the ground. I got out of there. I was hand sanitizing just nonstop. I don't know. It's in it's in people's heads for sure. It's real. Does that begin to impact what people do? I don't think there's any question about it. Does do do these do the, some of the leagues and stuff? I mean, in Japan, they're already playing games without people. In the stands, I know the NBA, LeBron James got asked about it the other night, and, he, and he, I thought his answer was compelling. But I, the NBA is starting to talk about, hey, do we play some games for a little while with no no fans? George Rule says 100,000 cases in the sample size. I think he's been sarcastic to what I said. But it, it's not – it's a very small percentage of the world's pop. And it's also – it hasn't been in America very long, or at least documented, whatever. I, I don't understand it's been around. But I need it in – Everywhere, you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I need a full globe and then numbers on that to really get a sample size. When it, when it's so, when so far so many of the cases have been in one area, it's hard for me to take that into a global sample size. Is my point. And again, in some of the places where I think it has it has really hit Iran, for example, because it's so hard to get accurate information. We don't really know if it's worse than is being reported. If it's not as bad as is being reported, we, no one really knows. I, I, I think it's foolish to look at what's happening in Italy and think, oh, there's nothing here. Mm-hmm. I mean, Italy is shutting down its economy. Saw a picture of a flight. Did I already say this? A picture of a flight from New York to Rome today. Yeah, there was yeah. two people on it. Unbelievable. Stock market's just getting plump, pummeled. How much of that, you know, and it, but you can't disregard. This is where I've said this for a while. This is what happens when media is so biased one way or the other. 
you do lose credibility and you don't get it back. And for someone like me, and I consider myself a fairly rational person, I look at the national media right now and I know the agenda that they have. I know where we are on the calendar. I know what's going on. And I'm, I take a lot of what they report with a grain of salt and I might be doing it to my own detriment, but I, I do know there's an agenda there and I factor that into my thinking. So who do you trust media-wise on this? I don't, I don't know that I trust anyone. You and I have talked about this before. Let me look at the major networks. I used to rely on CNN. They're now very far leaning to the left. They have a very clear agenda. You can flip over to Fox News, and they're irresponsible with their agenda to the right. And I can't find a middle ground. MSNBC, I can't, I can't trust them. The networks, the... the, the what the, print do you read? The New York Times, the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal. And I do, I've read a lot. I subscribe to the New York Times. I, I like it. I know it leans a little to the left, but they have really good journalism. I subscribe to the Wall Street Journal. And the Wall Street Journal leans a little further to the right. And they, you read them all, you kind of get a little bit of a they, deal. But yeah, yeah. They, they, if you put all of them together, you kind of get where I am right now, which is concerned. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to a hotel tomorrow. I'm going to wipe that bad boy down. I'm going to be super careful in uh, at the arena. I'm not going to eat anything. Not going to not going to drink anything unless I can pour it myself. I'm going to be really careful inside the arena where there's all those people there. Yeah, I'm going to try to touch as few things as possible. Frankly, I'm already tell people I'm I'm not even going to write there. I'm going to do my reporting, go back to my hotel to write, get away from people. I mean, I I've already thought about. See, so I'm I'm falling victim to it. Is it safe to go eat out? How do I know that those places are clean? How do I know that all the people that are pre- preparing the food are healthy? How do you know those things? So what do you do? You have to eat. Well, it's like in, in Connecticut, I think the first documented case was a hospital worker. Yeah. Brings up a lot of questions. Well, one of the first cases in California was a person who was supposed to be screening at one of the airports. Hmm. Take our uh, final break in the show to say that uh, if you're injured but not sure where to go, no matter where you are, especially with the Orthopedic Group, as you covered with three convenient locations in Tupelo, Oxford, and New Albany, no referral is needed to schedule an appointment with one of SOG's fellowship-trained, subspecialized surgeons at any one of their three locations with 24-hour scheduling. SOG makes it easy to accommodate you. Call 767-4200 or request an appointment on their website at www.sogms.com. Specialty Orthopedic Group. Choose a specialist. Choose SOG. I'll have a mailbag up on Wednesday. It is brought to you by the Weston Jackson, home to Soul Spa, also home to Estelle Wine Bar and Bistro. It's a Marriott property in downtown Jackson. If you're doing business in Jackson, if you are uh, spending a weekend just kind of recharging your batteries, uh, the Weston Jackson, a great place to stay. Uh, we're also brought to you by John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Here's one thing. You can get a steal on some travel right now. Uh, in terms of what things normally cost compared to what they uh, what they cost today, get in touch with John. He's part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows him to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits that are simply not available to other travelers. You give him some parameters. You give him a budget. Let him go to work. He'll come up with options that you will not find on your own. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387. 
or send him an email at jedwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. We're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. And we're brought to you by Oxford University Bank, OUB, locally owned and operated right here in Oxford. When you deposit money at OUB, that money and the vast majority of the bank's profits go right back into the Oxford community. OUB gives you the comfort of home, all the benefits the big mega banks provide, all the technology and products you can want, all with the personal touch. And when you call OUB, you speak directly with the live person. There's no 10 buttons to push, no five minutes to wait. You get Kasasa. It's the absolute best cash checking account. With Kasasa, OUB will pay customers 2.5% interest on their balances up to $50,000 and refund ATM fees nationwide. To learn more about OUB, check out liveoxfordbankoxford.com or call 662-234-6668. OUB is FDIC insured. And we're brought to you by Bluff City Advisory Group. They're dedicated to building the future you desire. Founded in Memphis in 2019, their team is comprised of established and seasoned financial experts who came together to serve individuals and families of their beloved hometown. The firm is built on decades of wealth management experience, and they've seen it all. Their financial advisors have a reputation for professional excellence, and their clients rely on their high level of confidence and integrity. So whether you need guidance on developing a financial plan, creating a customized executive benefits program for your business, or preparing a detailed asset allocation analysis, Bluff City Advisory will provide forward-thinking, cost-effective investment strategies customized to uniquely fit each client. 901-365-3447 or Ben, B-E-N, at BluffCityAdvisory.com. So, interesting story here. Uh, for people who read sports as well as us, uh, this is from the Washington Post. You see this? Did not. Sports writing's future may depend on the athletic, which is either reassuring or terrifying. Um, story in the Washington Post today. Okay. It is linked on our uh, board, and it says that uh, it's it's got a lead being uh, Joe Greenberg, John Greenberg, sorry, who used to work for ESPN, was fired. It was basically one of the first hires by the athletic right after he was laid off by, uh, by ESPN. It says the athletic has kept hiring, and now they have around 430 journalists in the United States and Britain. That's the largest stable of sports writers and editors in the industry, because ESPN has 400, not counting their broadcast people. It's about simply from a uh, from a print standpoint. Okay. Um, the athletic has raised 140 million dollars, is approaching 1 million in subscribers, and is valued at 500 million according to the company. But it's not yet profitable. That's the thing. Still trying to figure out exactly what it means, what it looks like for complete business injury. Um, industry standpoint. Well, the number of people who still are out there saying, I will not pay for news. It's a large number. If you have a phone... They say it's the same people who say they don't pay for ESPN when they pay for cable. They're the same ones that go, I'm, I want free health care. It ain't going to be free, man. Um, Someone's going to get taxed on that. Former editor-in-chief of Sports Illustrated says, I'm more optimistic than I've been, but you shudder to think about it. Um, all this talent on the market, where are they going to go? It would be catastrophic, basically, if the athletic was... Not here, or if it, oh, if, if, if it went I'd down. I cheer for it. There's a whole subhead on basically the beat writers' demise. What's happened? It, it, it's pretty interesting. I mean, we know it's true, but for people who aren't necessarily in the industry, it's a it's it's a good read. Um, rivals is mentioned in here as well. Um, what's being, it say about rivals? I mean, it's one of those examples of actually things yeah. giving you a spot to to land. But the here is the most depressing quote of the entire thing, and this is, you know. 
it's what makes it hard. Um, and it's why, you know, I've tried to tell myself, I mean, when we, we spoke in journalism classes and stuff and you go, Hey, not everybody in this class wants to do journalism. You know what I mean? They're just trying to write. There's law school, just, you know, journalism still a very pro communication degree. Yeah. Just, you know, have some options, have figure out what it is. What's scary about this industry right now is if you're strictly going into sports writing and you go, Hey, I'm no, I'm a sports writer. This quote from Jane, Jane McManus, director of Marist University Sports Communication Center. Um, she was laid off from uh, ESPN in 2017. Okay. What we're looking at right now in sports journalism is career having a 10-year arc, um, is what she says. She says uh, she thinks things will turn, but for now, quote, you can have a job out of college creating content for someplace, and when you need benefits, a better salary, you have to leave the business. It's a business that's eating its young, that doesn't offer young writers a future, and that's terribly depressing. Agreed. Yeah. Quote there from uh, from McManus. I agree. Got to be good. Got to be a little lucky. You got a lot of stuff. Yeah. You, you've you've got to be really good. You've got to know the right people. You've got to be willing as a young person. This applies to a lot of things. But you got to be willing to work your ass off for very little money. Which is hard, kind of in your twenties and thirties. You know, you're you're dating or whatnot. You don't. You just. It's it's very hard. And then a lot of papers are laying people off, and people don't. Here's where here's where fans lose. If you're a fan, pick a pick a franchise, especially a smaller franchise. Saints or Oklahoma City. I don't know. Okay, let's take the Saints. If you're a fan of the New Orleans Saints, if the Athletic doesn't make it. Where are you going to get detailed coverage of your team? The answer is you're not. Maybe Saints.com will hire some kid, pay him $25,000 a year, but he's going to write propaganda. Where are you going to get real coverage? TV's not going to do it. I'm just now reading the rest of the story as we're talking, kind of skimming it. I mean, it's, it's amazing what the athletic is doing. It really is. Oh, I have people say to me all the time, man, why do you why do you link so much of their stuff? You're advertising for them, and I'm like, yeah, I hope people I hope people subscribe to them. It's like five dollars a month for the content that they get, some of the work that they do. I think they have journalism figured out, but I don't know that enough people will. There's so many people. Twitter's a dark place for what we do for a living. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it's dark when you go down that, the people that say, I, I'm not going to pay for it. I'm, I'm not going to pay for news. And you try to explain to them, if you have a phone, you're already paying for news. If you're watching sports on your device or television or whatever, you are paying for news. You don't get ESPN for free, bud. But it's hard to communicate that to people. And then I look around, and I make jokes all the time about it, but I look around at some of our competition, and it'll be like, hey, sign up today, and we'll give you a year for a dollar. Okay, well, you're killing the business when you do that. You're pricing. You're, 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 you're doing things that, that are irresponsible, in my opinion. You don't see many other. You don't see 
clothiers go on and say, hey, I tell you what, a suit, normally $700, we'll sell it to you for a buck. Mm. Now, even Joseph A. Banks, just three for one. Um, but, I mean, we all know their minute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> this $900 suit's now 300 Uh No, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm hopeful because I hope it brings, you know, I hope we figure out what that next thing is. Like I said, I mean, Carly Ann says, hey, I'm going to major in journalism. Okay, because you can communicate and write and whatever. That's fine. I have no problem with it. Let's get a minor in something else. Let's or, learn or do a stuff. double major and get get a, get a some sort of a business. But here's where I'm going with this. I don't know that the – I think college is about learning how to communicate and learning how to network and learning how to associate with people and learning your skill set as well. I think majors become somewhat – transferable now i don't know that the actual thing you're majoring in matters that much so if you especially the way people are communicating these days give me the one that teaches somebody how to freaking communicate how to write how to talk how to listen yeah how to listen a1 i don't i'm just i i don't know i've kind of that's kind of where i'm where i'm sitting on this right now um no, I asked. I think I told you. I think we talked about this for a split second. I asked Matt Moscona when he was on Bourbon South a few weeks ago. Said, you know, what are we doing in five years? And he said, well, we're going to be doing the same thing we're doing right now. We just don't know where we're going to be doing it at. Yeah. You know, there's always going to be a place for content and creation and and journalism and and video and streaming and interaction and all that kind of stuff. But we don't know. Hey, the athletic just hires the whole damn industry. We don't know what happens in five years. Right. You know, I don't know. I don't know who I was going to own rivals in five years. Um. <laughs> kind of making a joke but um i guess that's my point is there's always going to be the need for this and i think people pay for quality content i mean i really do i think people will always pay for quality content it's just figuring out how to package it and manage it and you know that's a lot of it too a lot of a lot of journalism that fails is because they're bad business people oh sure you know that's 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 a lot of it also so i don't you know the athletic does really good stuff i think I think a lot of people at Rivals do really good stuff. Um, I don't know. I, you know me. I've always been a pro journalism person. I love journalism, so I always have. And I'd like to see it. Uh, I'd like to see it succeed because I, I hate to see what happens if it doesn't. Like I said, where there's no information out there, if something would fill that vacuum, and I don't think it would be a particularly good thing. Ten days till spring football. So we're kind of closing. Eight days. Is it eight? Week from tomorrow. Week from tomorrow. Catch myself kind of looking forward to it. Do you? In a lot of ways. Curious to see how p- different people do. I think Kiffin's actually going to be different. I don't know that we'll see that in the spring. I do like that he's walking in already and saying, yeah, I know y'all always did it this way, but we're not going to do that. I'm going to do it this way. I like that. I mean, put yourself out there. It's easy to do what Freeze did. I mean, Nut, Freeze, Luke, all of those guys ran the program the exact same way. Kind of like people told them, hey, well, what we do here is we do the, you take, you practice on Sunday, you take Monday off because we're trying to balance the media. Uh uh-uh. He walked in and said, we're not going to do anything on Sunday. We're going to, Sunday's going to be the day off. 
we're going to practice Monday morning early. Like I, from what we do, I, I mean, I, I had people joke with me like they think it's a bad thing. Man, you guys, it's going to suck for y'all if they practice at five in the morning. Like, not really. I mean, yeah, it'll, first it'll suck having to get up at 4.30 in the morning and throw on a ball cap and a sweatshirt or whatever, but having my work done at 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning where more people read it, I'm for that. And then I have the rest of the day kind of open. I, I, I'd much rather that than the way it's been in the past, which is we go out there at 3.45, 4 o'clock, and they kick us off the practice field at 4.20, and so we sit around and wait till. 6.45 to do interviews. That was miserable some days. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's going to be as much of that. No, it's nice to go ahead and get up and move it around. Yeah, and, get it done. And, yeah. Oh, there's no no doubt about that. And I think more people will see it. Yeah. There's more people that are reading your stuff at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock in the morning than there are at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. All the time. So. All right. Stuff at RebelGrove.com or uh, baseball to later today. Again, Ole Miss basketball playing Georgia in a uh, in a couple days in Nashville. And then spring football, not far away. So appreciate you hanging out with us this morning. We'll uh, have this podcast up, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.